Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, this sucks. Yeah, I liked how adjustable this thing was. It was put it in my hand and it was kind of all tucked in for just for shipping and stuff and loosen off one or two screws. And all of a sudden you can start getting it fit right to specifically, which is awesome because I'm sure everybody holds their thumb a different way or it's, I guess, yeah. if you go your hands or longer thumbs or fingers or whatever, your hands are totally going to change the, the angle. Yeah, absolutely. And you can, you can mess with it, how sensitive it is. They're nice. Those carters are nice. They got it dialed in. Yeah. So I'm going to start with that tomorrow. Hopefully at the same time, I'm going to run a couple broadheads through my bow too. Just, uh, I haven't fully paper tuned, but I just want to see if there's any, anything that sticks out. If I do go out turkey hunting this weekend, what kind of broadheads you run? I'm running those, uh, different black widow innovations and I'm running an arachnid six blade, um, six blade. There's six blades on there, man. They are nasty. Only they're only about an inch wide cutting surface. But as long as you get it in the the boiler area there, anywhere it's uh, kill zone, it's it's just gonna tear a hole right through that thing. Jesus. So yeah. So, and if I remember right, too, they're all single bevel each blade. Yeah. So they should do a little snapping and popping on their way through once if they contact some bone. But uh, I've been I've been looking at a couple others through there too, just to experiment how they fly this this uh, this summer too. Just maybe I'll switch away from it. Maybe I'll stick with the six blade. I'm not 100 percent sure. Nothing like yeah. trying some new stuff out though, right? What are you running on the back end? You run three? three yeah, days? I'm running a three with a three degree helical. Oh yeah. And I've got uh, the nocturnal knocks on the yeah. back end, so. And then I found it's been pretty hard to find uh, if you have a specific color you want or anything like the selection's not always around right now, probably because of COVID and all that kind of stuff and manufacturers. So 
I've had to go with that universal fit kit that Nocturnal puts out. Yeah, I get you. I, adds a little bit of extra weight than your regular nocturnals that are just, you don't need the, the bushing or anything like that. Yeah. But, I don't even notice the difference between a red, like a lighted knock and just a regular knock. Cause I don't run the lighted knocks when I'm practicing just because for a pack of 50 or three, it's 50 bucks. Yes. So, and it's like, I just don't want to, to me, it just seems like it's like, it's not a big enough deal. Like I don't notice that much like i don't notice any difference to be honest in those yeah no, I'm, I'm kind of the same way i'm sure there's some techie people out there that'll disagree but oh, the only yeah. time that all when i'm practicing and i'll keep that nocturnal one on is when i'm doing my broadhead tuning like out to like 50 60 yards and i just see it as if this is the exact arrow which they usually are the arrow the broadhead that i'm going to use yeah i want everything the same and i'm only yeah. going to shoot once you know, it's not like I'm shooting over and over. I have pro I have the exact same broadheads, but I just use them for um, shooting and stuff. So when I know I'm dialed in, each arrow that I'll take out hunting, I'll shoot at least once, just yeah. in case there's something funky with it that, you know, it looks the same, but it's not the same. Yeah. And, and uh, it gets shot once, works good, goes in my quiver. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was shooting those. I don't know, are you the same way there? Or what do yeah. you do? Well, so like once my setup is, oh, I don't know, like my setup for hunting, it's different year to year, but like my set setup I have now, I'm going to stick with that all year. Okay. So like I picked up those 150 grain stainless inserts today. Yeah. I'm going to run those. Oh yeah. So what's your total weight going to be then? I already know you're shooting heavy. Yeah. I got to have to figure it all out, but I just added another hundred grains to it. So <laughs> It and I was funny because I was like, well, I'm going to tone it down. But then I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Because I don't know, man. I just, I was running, like last year I was running a heavy front end and it just, like it just passed through everything. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like everything that arrow hit, it just went through. And I mean, I was shooting an 80 pound bow last year and this year I'm shooting 70. But I don't yeah. think that's going to make any difference. Because I'm sure if you tested that Matthews bow and to see what is actually draw, like the weight of it was. Yeah. I guarantee it's over 70. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, and it's like, uh, I'm not too huge into the FOC. I get it. I get the whole, you know, discussion behind it, but I do understand you hit something with the freight train and it's going to keep going. Like it's just yeah. got all that inertia behind it Yeah, or something light and fast. It, great. It's got its benefits too, but it doesn't have that follow through power, like yeah. something with more weight. will. it's like throwing a wiffle ball. And throwing yeah. a baseball. Yeah, that's like you throwing a, a baseball at my head or a pillow, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. So I'm going to run that this year. But, and well, like right I on. was going to, I was going to switch it up last year. I was running those expandables, those uh, tripan, those rage. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll go back to a fix. But I was like, fuck, man, I don't know. They're just cutting, they're doing damage last year. So I'm going to, have you had any uh, expandables ever not expand on you before? No. But I've only, oh. I only used them last year. I always use fixed. Okay. I was always told, like when I got into it, my cousin, he, he was my mentor for all the archery stuff. I mean, he was like, I don't know where, I don't think he won the BC champion, but he was up there. And uh, yeah, he was like, you got to run fixed blades, but everything's changed so much. Like back when, you know I mean? We're talking like a long time ago. So it was like yeah. the mechanicals they had back in the day aren't like what they got today. That's so, right. But I've seen like on that mule deer, 
Yeah. That thing had like a three inch cut right through it. And I was, and it was kind of quartered away and I went through the front and it went through, cut two ribs on one side, sliced the, sliced the lung, went out the other side and cut two ribs on the other side. And I'm talking like if you took a spaghetti, wet spaghetti noodle and took a razor sharp knife and hit it, that's how clean the cut was on those. That's insane. And it just cut both back, like cut the, just sliced it, just cut because the blade length on that just sliced the lung. Didn't go very far. No, I don't doubt it. No, it's that big of a hole. And it went like right through, like I'm talking the arrow went, it went a long way because that shot was, I don't even know what that shot was around 50 yards. And the arrow went up went another good 50 yards right through it that's crazy where we found it yeah well there's some of your weight behind the arrow too we're having a heavier yeah, heavier yeah. arrow it's kind just of didn't stop it. like it just kept going it didn't it didn't stop at all so yeah we'll I, try I them know. again we'll try them till they fuck up and then i'll be like that's it i'm done that's the only thing i'm ever worried about i always figure everything mechanical works until it doesn't it yeah. sounds stupid yeah. but everything mechanical always breaks down at some point and it's like always. it's just the way that it is so you just hope that it's on a random animal or it's not the last day of your hunt and that's the one day it doesn't work or yeah. you know it's not that tr- i won't say trophy but you know like that that target animal even after all season and it's just like that was your one chance and you did everything right but yeah the tool didn't but I mean, like realistically, you had a field tip on there. You could drop something with good shot placement. Goes yeah. right through its heart. It's it ain't going too far. So goes back That's to cool. shot placement. But yeah, I don't know. We'll try them. Like I said, but I've also had I've also lost animals with fixed blade. So yeah, it's it's hard to say. I bet you, I I think you could have an argument either way. I think you find just as many people that'll tell you one thing as the other. Oh yeah. You know, I I mean, it's just personal preference for people and what they've done well with and maybe who they've been mentored by. And that's just kind of where they, they go to go to. Yeah. So for this year, anyway, I'm just going to keep rocking those. And I have a whole bunch too, which is kind of like the reason (laughs) reasoning for using them. (laughs) It's like, fuck man, you know what it's like. It just adds up. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you might as well use them to till you're done or if they keep working. I mean, why, why change something if it's not, yeah if it's not broken you know yeah one thing about them is though you can only really use them once once you hit an animal with them once they're fucking bent and yeah they're just pretty much one shot deal like those like the montex you shoot those man you can just you can shoot those over and over and over fuck you can hit rocks and you can just run them on a on a piece of sandpaper and they sharpen right up that's pretty awesome somebody was thinking there yeah yeah they're good no doubt well it's good yeah man so boots eh yeah, what uh, what an adventure that is! If a person is new to the game, and even if you're old to the game, and go and see what there is now compared to 20 years ago, it's uh, even popping on today. Just looking up a few things, a few questions here and there, and just kind of got me thinking and wondering about, you know, kind of like what you had in your article and everything, different materials and yeah, many man, awesome. sites now. And you know, I remember 20 years ago, you get maybe a selection of four, five different boots and you know nothing wrong with them they're great boots but that's all you have now man you can find damn near anything you can dream of yeah anything yeah and there's so many it's like anything i mean it goes back to arrows there's so much of everything and it's like what do you use and the shitty thing about like boots and packs packs are a little different because like nowadays with all the packs you can pretty much customize them to fit 
you exactly yeah like that you know what i mean like the mystery ranch and uh the seek and kafaru um and initial ascent i was talking to those guys today we were talking about their packs um they can do the same thing with theirs so you can really customize it to fit your frame your body size your hunt whatever you want but like boots boots are tough because you can't they might feel good in the store they might feel good for the first you know wearing them around the house and then half a day through your first hunt your fucking feet are hurting oh, and it doesn't man. matter once you wear them out of your house you can't return them so that's right yeah they're tricky yeah you definitely got to try to wear them and it's funny too because it, it was actually the the set of boots i got this year the akus there it's first thing i did was pop them out and like well it's dinner time so i guess it's time to cook dinner in my new boots and <laughs> just start <laughs> plunking around the house but yeah exactly the same thing you didn't want to you know I, I wanted to make sure that the heels are you know in the right position and the toes aren't you know they got just the right amount of room for socks and all that kind of stuff and and you can only do so much in the house you know maybe yeah, you can only do so much. whatever and how do you like those boots i'm liking them so far um, are they breaking in they're pretty they stiff are. Yep. And I did notice that. And I've got one foot that's half a size bigger than the other. I can't remember <laughs> nice. which one. It is what it is. I've had yeah. to deal with it my whole life. I think a lot of people probably have that issue. Yeah. Um, I got one nut that's bigger than the other. <laughs> so, did you measure that one up or what? <laughs> no, not yet. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I, I took him out on some short walks, just walking the dog and stuff after the house kind of deal. And, yeah. uh, and it felt pretty good. A little tight on the top there, kind of where you're, yeah, you're just above your toes where the boot folds a bit as you walk yeah. and yeah. flex. But I've already taken them out on, a, I think, four or five K uh, hike there, checking trail cameras and stuff the other week. And I can already feel the one side breaking in a little quicker than yeah. the other. And I'm assuming that's the foot size difference. It's just taking a little bit, but they're already a hundred times better. Yeah. How did you break in your hockey skates when you were breaking in hockey skates? <laughs> Make sure I got time to watch a hockey game or a movie and I'd sit on the couch and put my skate guards on and I would literally just sit there with my feet up on the table or whatever and just let the warmth just slowly uh, uh, mold them a bit. Yeah, That was you know, back in the day. Uh, my newer ones that I bought a couple of years back, it was the first time I'd ever done where they heated them up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but when we were kids, of- I remember like, my dad would say, here, he'd give you a pair of, you know, put on a pair of your cotton socks, a pair of his his cotton socks, and then, like, get a big, thick pair of his wool socks, put them in warm oh, water, put those on, then put the boot on, tie it as tight as he could, both feet, and you'd sit there, and you'd move around on a towel. Really? Yeah, and get let the heat and the warm air move around. And those broke, the, those broke the skates in fast. Oh, I never... Cut the, you cut the break I don't know if you remember, down. I never... I never wore socks. So yeah, my feet always got cold and I wore socks in my, in my skate. So I yeah. always, I always broke them in with, with just bare feet and just suffered. Cause I was like, I want those things molded right to my feet. Yeah. Now it's definitely nice, but I mean, yeah. that's uh so I've done that with boots before is I've taken a pair of cotton socks, put okay. them in warm water, threw them on, cinched those things up really tight and then I've worn them around. You don't want to do it in the winter, obviously, but uh Another thing too, I, I, I found that works good that I used with my Loas because the Loas were really stiff yeah. is I took leather softener and I rubbed it on the leather softener. Well, that's a good idea. I mean, on the boot, I rubbed the leather yeah. softener in, got it. And then that helped me break in those Loas. Those Loas, they're, 
they had a long break-in process. So I did that with the Loas. But the only thing is after you got to make sure you waterproof them again. I was going to ask now, are those, do they have a Gore-Tex material or are those just a leather? Because I'm just wondering, because I know there's certain waterproofings that you're not, you you know, you like manufacture, some manufacturers will tell you, this is how you treat them, take care of them or whatever. Um, And I was actually just reading an article the other week that talked about, I use mink oil on my belt that I've had forever. Yeah. And they've done awesome. But I read something, I can't remember what article it was that said mink oil isn't actually recommended if you have a Gore-Tex boot. Oh, now, what whether, are your mental? All leather? They're all leather. Yeah. I can't remember the name. I mean, they, Hold on a this is their. Yeah. So these are the, these are the okay. Loas. I use these. Yeah. I had these last year. Really good. Stiff. Um, yeah. They're a Gore-Tex material, but what I did was they're hard to break in. I, I put leather softener on them. Okay. I use that. And then I waterproofed them again. And they never, like, they had zero problem with water. That wasn't the problem with those at all. They're really stiff, though, those boots. Really stiff. Crazy stiff. So kind of meant for uh, a little more, even more alpine hunting and stuff like that, or a little more rockier terrain, or just all in all, are are those loas always kind of like that? Yeah, I don't know. That's the first pair I ran, and uh, they were good. They were stiff. Like I said, the breaking time was... It took a lot longer, um, but I just, I don't know. I, I kind of got a wide foot. So those weren't the boots for me. Yeah. I'm the same, same position there. That's where, when I went and got my Mendel's, I can't remember where I picked them up. They're in Calgary somewhere. And I remember trying on a few different brands, but the Mendel's, it was just like, as soon as I put my foot in and just, and not tighten them up a lot, but you know, like just like half laced it and just started doing them up. Yeah. Just like putting on an old worn, worn in slipper. Like it was just like, Oh, these are going to work. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of walking around the store while I was in the store. And those boots there just fit my arches and everything perfectly. I could tell in an instant, like, so after that, it was just a matter of how long are the soles going to last the insoles. That was the only thing I was concerned. Did quite a bit of research on them. On the insoles. Well, just, just in the boots in general, like just how much they're going to hold up. I mean, we're in the Rockies and everything. Yeah, We kind of get a little bit of everything. I'm not up in the Alpine all the time. I'm, I'm top to bottom, but where, you know, wherever they are is where I'm going to follow them, but yeah. I'm not a sheep hunter or anything like that. So I'm kind of going for that all round boot that yeah. uh, if I got to go to the top and the elk are up top, well, that's where I'm going. And if they're down in the wetlands, well, I guess I'm down where it's a little wetter. Yeah, for so, sure. But but Just yeah, I think the, the insoles. I think the Mendels are the longest ones I've ever had, though. I think it's been four full seasons, and I wear them in the winter time too. Until it's, let's say, once it gets colder and minus twenty Celsius, that's when I kind of just put them away, and I don't have good circulation in my feet, so I just kind of throw in winter boots at that point. And oh yeah, it is what it is. But they are, I think, there are four hundred insulate those Mendels. Oh, yeah. So not a lot. So, yeah, so they're. Not a lot, not, you know, they're a little warm in the beginning, like beginning of September and stuff. Yeah. But for me, it's whatever. It's yeah, that's the tricky thing about a long hunting season. Yeah. It's like if you're hunting in September, you don't want to be wearing a eight to 1200, you know, insulation count boot because your feet are going right. to sweat. Now, if you're, do you have sweaty feet? Like your feet, do they heat up? They get pretty warm. Um, do they? Not, not super sweaty, but, uh, 
I definitely have to keep it in mind, especially, you know, beginning of September, man, I think I've been in plus 25 degree days. So if you're hiking, you know, five, 10 kilometers, you're going to, your feet are going to be hot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always kind of concerned, um, when it comes to blisters and stuff like that too. So try to try to keep in mind what kind of socks and stuff I'm wearing with them with, you know, the weather forecasted. So, right. I mean, I do a lot of day trips here too. Like I'm blessed. You're kind of blessed too as to where, you know, I, I can actually hunt quicker. I think than you can, you have to drive farther. I can, I can be out hiking in 15 minutes after work, yeah. grab my stuff. Yeah. If I want to avoid other hunt. hunters, I, ha- I have to take a bit of a drive and then yeah. a bit of a walk. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's like, I can kind of, a lot of times I'll wear I don't know. I almost call it like a medium wool sock. It's not like a heavy one or anything like that. It's just a nice hiking sock. I actually use them for snowboarding and stuff too. Right. And I'll run those when it gets a little colder, you know, maybe a little closer to zero or whatever. And other than that, I'll just wear uh, just a regular sock. I've just kind of got the right, right size of boot that I can kind of manipulate them a little bit. Gotcha. You know, I'm not put. I'm not putting on two, three layer or three layers of socks because yeah, there's not enough room in your boot to actually get them to do what they're supposed to do at that point. You're just making your feet cold because there's no circulation. Yeah, that's the thing that that adding layers to your feet doesn't help you keep your feet warm. Yeah. So I I, I bought these pair of socks and they're a pair of K2 mountaineering socks. Okay. They're the best thing ever they're expensive they're a hundred dollar socks but i'm telling oh, wow. you man they were worth it they what they're long they go all the way up to your calf okay nice yeah and they keep my leg warm and man yeah they're they're badass they what are they made of merino wool so okay they're getting i was just looking at them i just pulled them out because we're going turkey hunt. the nice thing is i have these pair of um for like turkey hunt i've got these pair pair of long johns and i cut them off just below the knee Okay. And then I pull those socks up to the same height. And then that, I use that as like my base layer. Okay. Rather than add a whole bunch of shit down low. Cause like your calves never really get cold. I, mine don't anyway. You know what I mean? Like they, they never get cold. It's kind of like my the, Yeah. Yeah. My, my feet, I don't find too bad as long as I don't wear too much layers. Okay. And, and as, if I'm wearing the right boot, I mean, yeah, I, I try to go for that, you know, the, you got to find the right balance too. Eh? And like, so like if I'm wearing like these, uh, these Loas, what the heck are these Loas? I can't even remember what insulation they were. The insulo, the Tibet shoot boots, but like in the early season, I was wearing like a nylon, like just, you know, like pair of pantyhose okay. thickness size sock, like really, really thin. Yeah. And then like getting later, I'd wear like a, a light merino, like a light merino wool sock, really light. And and then when it got colder, I was wearing those K2 socks. Yeah. And that's all I'd wear. It's crazy. I'm I'm gonna make the switch to merino just to try it out this year. I still like my other socks. I'll still wear them as well. But uh even even having some of the merino under layers now for like my upper body. Yeah. What a difference that's made. So I'm just like, oh, I'm treating my feet to some merino wool socks for sure yeah i've always run merino just because when i was fishing that's what you know the wool it kept the water off you and i just you know i just adapted that into you know into when you get into backpack hunting and it's just work so if 
why why switch it now right well yeah yeah i know my father-in-law he hypes on it he's been a boarder and an outdoor enthusiast his whole life and yeah he's been hyping on that stuff for a while and i yeah. i get it now like i i'll be on the bandwagon without a doubt and it's well worth it yeah for sure and then like these loas i don't know if i didn't like them so much because i couldn't get i have a pair of custom orthotics i use and I couldn't get those into these boots to fit properly. Oh, really? Yeah. Were they were they too wide, like the the insoles themselves, or yeah, the insoles are too wide for the boot, and the boot was a little smaller, like okay. the nine. What I was running a ten and a half, I think. Yeah, ten and a half, and it just it fit. They just didn't fit properly. Oh, They're too big, sad. and you're not gonna. I'm not. Like you don't go, once you get a pair of custom orthotics, you don't cut them. Yeah. So I went out and got a pair of these, uh, this, these Dr. Scholl's. Cause like one thing about the boots is like, you spend $500 on a set of boots. You think they could give you a good fucking set of soles or insoles? Oh. No, they give you like this cheap piece of crap. I, I don't know if they just expect people to change it or whatever, but you think they'd like invest a little it's, money in an insole. I've, I've never, I've never had the customs, but I am definitely going to try them at some point because i've heard nothing but good things about them yeah. now where did you get yours done or were yours i've heard great things about like sheet feet uh yep. like that like they'll send you a, a box or two boxes one for each foot or something like that with like uh an impression foam or an impression yep. material that you yep. step in and then it's like literally your your step in there is what they're going to form it to yeah how how is yours in comparison or was that what you got well it's funny you brought those guys up i don't know if you could read that on my phone there uh not quite oh there we go a little bit yeah sort of there we go oh yeah new message from sheet feet <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah like i got mine done through the foot doctor i got okay. it done a, a while ago like fuck, i don't even know how long ago i got it done four or five years ago maybe longer okay like, i can't remember but they're they're awesome awesome expensive yes but great great like super great you think a couple hundred bucks kind of deal for something I think I like paid that just over 300 for mine okay i'd say it's probably pretty close to sheet feet too i was kind of looking at some of their stuff because you can get a you can get a full um orthotic and i think it was about 240 right. us and then you can also get uh a half length so i i don't know the difference in why you would get one from the other yeah. I, I don't know if that have to, I honestly don't know. Maybe, maybe you got sore heels or something like that. And that's, well, maybe you use it with the other insole that you get. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, that's I, possible. Yeah. I'd have to look into, I just found this out and I was kind of scratching my head at that. But the one thing that I did notice you could do is like, if, if you did get those from, I'll just say from sheet peak, cause the only place that I've looked into for. Yeah. For well, we'll go with them because that. they're going to be coming on the show here in the next little bit. So. Well, perfect. Gotta like that. But I noticed they actually had on their website, uh, you could get them restored throughout yeah. hunting hard. And, you know, you kind of get that material on the top. It yeah. starts to peel away. We've all seen it on every insole that we've oh, yeah. had for boots or shoes. And for like 50 bucks or whatever, they'll basically make them brand new. But it looks yeah, like and they have a lifetime warranty. Now, the thing awesome. is, the ones I bought, they don't. And that was 300 something bucks a while ago. So I guarantee okay. you they're not that much, but those ones don't have a lifetime warranty. What's the difference? I have no idea. The ones that they made, they're like, they don't warranty them for life because that okay. they are worn out too, like a big time, right on the pad, front pad of my foot. 
Those are yep. worn out big time and they won't fix them. And there you, it comes down to the same thing when we talk about, uh, you know, binoculars, companies, rifles, whatever, whatever it is. It's like you pay $500 for something, a piece yeah. of equipment with limited warranty on it. But for a hundred bucks more, let's say, or 50 bucks more, you get the next step up and all of a sudden you have lifetime warranty or you yeah. switch companies and it's like you get lifetime and that's the big. Oh yeah. Especially with your feet. Um, feet are huge, like man. If you got, if your feet are hurting, your back's oh. hurting, your ankles hurting, like there's so, it just comes down to your foot. Like a good trip comes down to your feet. Yeah. The smartest thing that I was ever told and for anybody who's listening, don't get me wrong. I understand people are under budgets. I'm one of them. <laughs> I pick and choose what I'm going to buy every year. I save up, but I totally get it. Not everybody can afford the $400 pair or the $500 pair of boots. You get the best that you can. But the best advice I ever had for two things that if you can, you never go cheap on is your footwear and your bed. Because you're probably on one or the other 85% yeah. of your entire day. And it made so much sense. Yeah, it does. That does make sense. And if you don't have good footwear, you're going to pay for it. If you don't have a good bed, you're going to pay for it. There is no argument there. We all yeah. know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You have a shitty bed. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think when I bought my Mendel's, whatever I said it was four years ago, my wife damn near shit herself when I told her they were 400 bucks. Yeah, I and bet I you like, they're over six now. Yeah, stuff. I went on their site too, not too long ago, and they got a big selection of prices. So I don't know what my specific ones would be. Right? Is that American uh, or Canadian? The Canadian Yankee, Yankee dollars. Oh yeah, no, a lot that of them. That's the thing. You go on there, and then it's they're in Yankee dollars, and then you got to add duty. Oh fucking! Yeah. You pay. You figure you pay it all at the checkout, and then the guy shows up with his handout looking for another seventy bucks, and you're like, I pay that? What the fuck? Yeah. No, I hear. Yeah. And that's the tricky thing. You get excited. All oh, these, these set of boots are in my budget. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that's American. I was planning on Canadian and stuff yeah. like that, but that's I didn't notice a pretty big man. variation, but you know, price too is going to vary quite a bit with insulated, non-insulated, you know, like a medium yeah. insulate. It's man, it's just like a, a giant vending machine. You, whatever options you want, they're out there, but the more options you want and the better options, obviously you're going to pay more for them. Yeah. Like right now with AKU uh, supporting the show, I got three pairs of those boots. So I use, I got a pair of uninsulated and then I have a pair of the insulated all leather and then the Gore-Tex insulated. Okay. So um, yeah, the Thank AKU you. have, those are, those are leather or Gore-Tex? The ones that I got? Yeah. Yeah, they're the Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex, yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, I think they're GT, something GTX. I can't remember the first name in front of them. I've been, been a long, long couple of days, but uh, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. And the same thing, like even though they're tight on the top, my feet just sank right into them. And it was just like, oh yeah, this is where it's at. It's just yeah, a matter the, of like... The only thing I noticed with those AKU boots is compared to the crispy or the lowest the soles aren't as stiff okay so now if you aren't up on your calf your shin and your hamstring exercises yeah you might get fatigued when you're doing those steep incline or decline yeah that makes sense um, and even like stopping the glass if you have a really stiff sole it's like standing on a piece of wood 
yeah. compared to standing on a piece of cardboard, right? You know what I mean? Like if you have stiff soles, standing on an incline, you know, you're going to have, it's going to cut into the mountainside a little better. Um, that's the only thing I noticed with those AKUs, but like I took those on my goat hunt I did in February. I had no yeah. problem with them. Of course, that's snow and ice and it's a little different. You're wearing, um, yeah. You crampons on too. Yeah. You got crampons on. So, so do different. you run your orthotics in those boots? Those are in, I have those in the AKUs I'm running now and I just swap them out. Okay. So yeah. like now the springtime, I'm going to be using the uninsulated. Yeah. But I, I think if you had to go like myself personally, if I was just going to choose and like before, like last year, I ran insulated boots, right? Those lowers are insulated. Now, I think if I was going to pick one pair of boots, I would go insulated because it's better to wear a light, real light. Like even if you grab a pair of your grandma's uh, pantyhose, cut them off at the ankles and just wear those, that's going to be better than trying to add layers to your feet to keep them warm in the wintertime. Yeah. Especially if you got full leather boots too because you start adding too many layers you're going to stretch them yeah yeah and, and then you when want you to stretch your boots. use them yeah yeah and then when you go back to using them when it's a little warmer out now you get too much room in there now you got blisters happening yeah yeah for sure yeah right. and now if you're wearing a, a thin sock you might you know some guys might be subject to blisters but i think uh you know wear some moleskin or you know what works really good like uh is hockey tape just white stick tape works great oh, yeah yeah. So if you're going on a trip, say you're going on, say you're going hunting for a weekend and you think you're going to have some, some sore spots, just put that on your heel before you even put your socks on, before you even step foot in your boots, put those on like right out. If you're right at the trailhead or out of the truck, whatever you're doing, put that on your heel or wherever you have, you know, tender spots, wherever you, you're likely to get blistering, put those on, put your socks on. It'll stay on for we know what hockey tapes like once it's on right once it gets warm yeah, yeah. it's it's nice and it, it like you don't obviously you don't want to pull that off because they'll probably pull a couple layers of skin off but if you put that on before you get any blisters man you'll be laughing and then like at the end of the trip when you're in the shower it'll probably just fall off yeah it generally does it never holds on too well once it's wet wet yeah yeah you only have to cry a little bit when a couple hairs come out but that's about it yeah so that, that works good. And that moleskin is essentially the same thing. I think it's just uh, like electrical tape or I mean the medical tape. I've usually got something like that with me in my, if, if I'm out on a camp with my trailer or something like that, or yeah. Yeah. In my truck, if I'm just doing, like I say, day trips, cause we can get, we can get to quite a few areas here within not too long of a time. I always carry a roll of stick tape in my, in my bag. Just yeah. cause it's like, it's, you put two wraps of stick tape. It's, it's hard to rip, man. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And I got. Um, do you ever have any issues, like foot issues, uh, leading into uh, hunting season, like during the warmer months? Like we kind of live in a beach community ish here. We're down in the water all the time and flip flops and sandals. You know, coming August, leading into yeah. uh, leading into September, I find a lot of times my heels will dry out just from oh, yeah. being in the sand and stuff, yeah. and start cracking. Yeah. And it's not what you want to go into um, hunting season with is cracked feet. No, very bad. Dude, I, I get that in the summer bad from Do walking you? around on the concrete, the hot concrete and shit all the time without any socks yeah. and like, you know what I mean? Walking around the house and I get that bad in the summer. Bad. What do you use to fix that up? I go in the shower and I take my wife's, you know, her little foot scrubber thing. 
<laughs> and I use that. I swear yeah. to God, man. And I get all that dead skin off. I do it for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I feel like, uh, feel like a chick doing it, but I've had, like, I've done it. Like I've had that, all that callus and shit going in your boots, man. It doesn't feel yeah. good. No. Maybe you'll have to do a focus hunting pedicure or something before you head out in <laughs> September. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. You're sitting there and you're using that thing and you feel like, I don't know, you feel like a woman, but trust me, it works. Yeah. My wife's on me pretty quick. As soon as they start getting a little kind of sandpapery, she's just yeah. need to deal with that. But I use that. Uh, you can pretty much find it anywhere. Uh, the the O'Keefe's cream. Yeah, um, see, you can see a Canadian tire wherever, like pretty much anywhere you can find yeah. it. And especially at night, if I'm just going to watch a show or something on the laptop, I'll, uh, I'll put some of that on my feet and then I'll put a pair of socks on. Oh yeah. So it just holds it right in there. It's not rubbing off on, you know, blanket sheets, floor carpet, whatever you're, whatever you got in your house. Yeah. And, uh, I find a couple of days of that and my heater, my feet are almost totally healed up too. So, nice. and then I'll, I'll obviously do that. If I'm, they're getting to that point, I'll do that before I go to work as well. Just. Yeah. Well, maybe that. I'll pick us up a couple of pedicure sets. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> I'm sure my wife will like to get pictures of that. <laughs> you sitting there with your nice little pedicure set. Can you get some camel ones at least? <laughs> no, no, they got, I don't even, well, I, I shouldn't say it. Maybe you can get them. Who knows? Well, I bet you can. Hey man, in today's day and age, you never know. Yeah. You never you know what's going on. See what can find. <laughs> so we had a couple Q and A's there. You want to go over those? Yeah, let's let's go on some. There's some good questions on there. Okay, how do you want to hit this? Well, so, I guess uh, I'll throw out one we already touched on in a, a little bit here, but it was one I saw popped up um, quite a bit. Uh, what do you think are some of the best insoles for uh, for people in general to to be hiking around with? Yeah, again, like those insoles they give in the boots, they just suck. So, um, like we just said, I mean, you spend $500 on a set of boots, you think the least they could do is throw in a good set of insoles, but I guess not. But yeah, for me, I mean, it's the custom orthotics is the way to go. Um, now it's, it's expensive. That's the thing is like, I get it. I mean, boots are expensive in general. I mean, especially now, if you want a top end boot, you're going to be spending 400 bucks you throw another 300 in there for some custom orthotics it's 700 bucks that's a big chunk of change big chunk so, of change i guess it depends on maybe what kind of hunting you're doing too yeah well and that's the thing i mean it's it's an investment i mean like when i started when i started wearing those custom orthotics you know after a day of backpacking your back starts to hurt you know you get pains in your neck and your ankles like i got a i have a really bad ankle i broke my ankle so i have a bad ankle Okay. Um, once I started wearing those custom orthotics, my back pain was gone. Like I didn't have that back pain anymore. Um, so like for me, no doubt. Uh, but again, I've tried them now. That's a big leap. You know, that's a yes. big chunk of change. If you've never, you're just going on faith from what people have, have said. Right. And yeah, I get it. But uh, definitely for me, it's the custom orthotics. I found some else too. It's called barefoot science. So I don't know if you guys want to Google that. They, they kind of look like they're sort of the same thing. It's not, it's not going to be where you get a mold sent to you, you put a foot in and they're coming back with your actual foot mold. This is more of a generic thing and they run it. They're about hundred to 150 bucks. So, but they, they deal with like plantar fasciitis and, and all that stuff that generally causes inflammation in your feet 
leads to bad blood circulation, which causes, you know, cramping, fatigue, back pain, cold feet, all that stuff. Right. So yeah, for me, it's uh customer orthotics. I think, uh, I think that was the biggest thing with these lower boots is those, I just got so used to those customer orthotics. I just got spoiled and they, they, I couldn't run them in there. So that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah now, now do you think for, I guess in ways I'll break it down too a little bit when it comes to that, because there's, and it's not just split the hunting community. It just depends on what you're hunting and where you're at. Um, you, you get a lot of people who are able to tree stand hunt, depending on where they are. You get some people yeah. who aren't, uh, they have no need to hike to the tops of the mountains yeah. for elk or moose or, or whatever. What they have is, you know, they could be in the prairies, you know, like uh, chasing yeah. animal or something like that. Totally different boot. Um, but if you're like a tree stand hunter, for the most part, do you think it would be worth? Well, I know like my brother, he lives, he, my brother lives in Alberta and he wears his running shoes. Okay. Yeah. Cause they're quiet. You know, that's the thing about a hard sole boot. If it's yeah. a hard sole boot, it's going to be, loud so like i have you ever try those uh boot socks they're like they're little I've slippers they they like you see them in like uh hospitals and stuff they slip over your boot yeah same sort of thing they got a strap on them now i wear those like september 1st i'll be wearing those okay just because the boots like you they're loud that hard stiff sole it doesn't allow and the thing is when you're it's not easy to walk on your tippy toes when you're you know when your soles are really really firm so um, but like, yeah, like my tech? brother, he, what's that sneak deck by chance? I yeah, it I could be. yeah, it could be. I'm not sure what they are. They're in my, I'd have to pull them out, but they help huge. They cut down that, that noise right away. Interesting. So I use those, but like, yeah, my brother, he uses, he just wears his runners. And then when okay. he goes out in like the late season, um, which is November and he lives in Alberta. So it's fucking cold there. He's wearing oh, yeah. just a pair of like, uh, snow boots. Really? Yeah. Just because he doesn't have to hike that far. Just he doesn't hike that. that far. And it's all straight. It's not like he's hiking up a side, side hill, right? So, um, yeah, I, that's the thing, right? I think it's all, and it all depends on what you're hunting, when you're hunting. Yeah. So, and, and that comes down to, again, with boot boots are so individualistic where everybody's foot's different. So what works for me isn't going to work for you. What works for you isn't going to work for anybody else. The next guy, the guy listening, ain't going to work for my brother. You know, like I said, he's wearing a pair of Nikes or Reeboks or whatever he's, uh, he's sporting. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice well, they'd be comfortable. Those yeah. fucking running shoes are crazy comfortable. So. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some, I, I think there's, if you don't get the custom orthotics, I think I've seen a few companies. I know Superfeet has yeah. quite a few. No, I don't, I won't say quite a few, but they have a few options for yeah. like style and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it seems like most of these insoles, you can either choose more of a comfort or a sport, the sports, the sports, more heavy duty, little stiffer right. materials and stuff like that, where, you know, your comfort is more made from a foam or a gel. So yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. not what you want. If you're going to be doing long hikes up into the bush and stuff like that, you probably want more of the robust material that they're using there yeah and like i well i got a pair of these dr shoals they're called active series they're like a memory foam so basically the idea is once you wear them for a while the compression of your foot molds it like um if i'm looking at it right now and you can see like where my toes were sitting you know the ball of my foot where the big pressure points were in this insole and these insoles were about i can't remember what they were like 50 or 60 bucks so, you know, like, again, the technology has come a long way. So, 
I think anything is better than, you know, any kind of investment to it. And one, actually one cool tip that I learned a while back, but I, I stopped using them when I started using those custom orthotics is that if you suffer from cold feet, like take a, you know, that, uh, you know, like the, the foil shield you get, you put in your car with like on the keeps the heat away. Yeah. Go down to like a dollar store or wherever, pick up some of that, take your boot liner, put it on top of that, trace it out with a pen, cut that out, put that underneath, put that in your boot first and then put your sole back in. And that'll help keep your boot warmer. No kidding. Is that yeah. just to add the circulation underneath it? That keeps the heat in because it's a foil membrane, right? It's just, oh, and it's just pushing it right back up into you. Yeah, it pushes like it right that. back into it. Yeah, and if you put, don't put it on top because if you get sweaty feet, it's just going to inhibit sweating and, and all that crap. You put it underneath and if you, you know, hopefully you have a breathable insole that allow to suck up. And it comes down to socks too. If you're running a good sock then, but uh, yeah. that works too. Oh, that's kind of a, that's a good idea. Yeah, so well, I'll have to I'll have to look at that if I I hate bringing out my heavy heavy winter boots because they're loud, especially if I'm out for whitetail. Yeah, it yeah it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, my wife bought me these big badass boots that are from Cabela's. They're huge. They look like fucking moon boots, but underneath really? they've got little pockets for the toe warmers and stuff. No kidding, they work really good. I take them when I take my kids sledding. I I don't wear them hunting just because they're so freaking huge. They're like the size of my snow like my snowshoes. So. Wow. Um, but but they're massive but yeah they're really awkward and like yeah i don't know but, well maybe not for hunting but maybe for ice fishing or something like that those might be pretty stellar throw a couple yeah. of heat packs in there and yeah i'll do that too is like if i'm sitting for a long time what i'll do is i'll loosen my boot take the lo- loosen my boot i'll take one of those heat packs you know those hand warmers yeah. and i'll stick it in the toe like just in the tongue part underneath and i'll just push it down i won't tie my boots back up and I'll just put that there and I'll just close yeah. it down. I'll pull my, my pant leg over top of my tongue again to hold it down. And that yeah. helps keep my feet, keeps, keeps my feet warmer. That's a good idea. Yeah. I've always got some of those two for my hands. I usually got a set every time I go out. And if I use some up, I throw them back in the pack or whatever. There's lots of times I don't, as long as I keep moving, I don't get cold. Yeah. It's when I sit, I just. Yeah. And if your feet get cold too, like say you're going to a glassing spot and your feet are going to get cold, try loosening your boots too. That, helps. that makes sense. Yeah, because it allows circulation to go through your boots or through your feet. Getting the well, there's the there, there's also a way too. Um, it, it depends on your lace up situation for uh, your boots. Just design whether you have the hooks or whether you've got holes and stuff. Right. Um, it was actually back in the day, and I bring this from hockey. Actually, it was from I think it was the trainer of the Edmonton Oilers had come to visit us one day and just kind of show us the ropes and a few things, and one thing that he mentioned was don't do up your skates. And I do this with boots and shoes now too. Don't do them up from the inside and pull them out. Like you normally do with the set of runners or whatever. Right. Actually start feeding your laces from the outside and pull them into the middle. And by doing that, what it does is it actually grabs the side of your, your skate, your boot, your shoe, and it pulls your side sides in oh yeah do it the other way the way that we were all taught as kids to tie our shoes what it does is it puts all the pressure on the top of your foot you know yeah Yeah. that's where all your that's where all your veins and stuff are for the most part so if you're you're putting too much pressure on there you're you're limiting some of your circulation so your feet will actually stay warmer 
they're more comfortable if you actually tie them the opposite way and it just sucks the sides in and it's just it feels the same yep. you just you just get circulation that's all there is to it or better yeah, and cir- circulation is the biggest thing for keep for keeping your feet warm i find like even like if guys are sitting there complaining their feet are cold i say well loosen your boots a bit um and like i've heard compression socks work too i've never tried them uh, but i have had uh i have had bad plantar fasci- fasciitis which sucks and i i have um so for plantar fasciitis i guess um well we actually had a had a question too about plantar fasciitis have you ever had plantar fasciitis Uh, myself i have it sucks um now basically plantar fasciitis is just that long ligament in the bottom of your foot it becomes inflamed and when it becomes inflamed it doesn't allow proper circulation so from that's from my understanding and obviously that's not a medical term for it so <laughs> but they actually make a tensioner sock designed specifically for plantar fasciitis and like i had it bad on both i had it got it on one foot and then like i was like what the hell and like i always have to take my boot off and like stretch out stretch it out really bad it felt like like a bad cramp on the bottom of my foot yeah. And then like right at sure shit, the next foot did the same thing. And then I started wearing those, uh, the tensioner sock. It yeah. went away right away. And then I didn't wear it and it would come back. So I just kept wearing them. Really? But I found with that tensioner sock, it helped keep my feet, blood moving through my toes. And it keep me, kept my foot a little warm. So I always carry those in my, my pack now, always. I'll throw the tiny idea. and I put them in a, in a, just a Ziploc bag, suck the, push the air out of it. And I put it in my backpack. You'd never notice it, but if your fucking feet start to cramp up and you're in the backcountry, it's hell. That's that's a good idea. I might have to grab a set of those. Yeah, um, they're cheap what, too. What causes the planters fast? Anything you do, or is it just one of those things? Shit house luck, or yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's. Uh, I, I I used to know, but I don't remember anymore. But um, it's just call it, it like it, it's just it becomes inflamed, so you aggravate it somehow, and either overuse or just pulling it the wrong way or, or something like that. So, um, yeah, another good tip I, I, uh, I found out too, that if you're in the back country and you're sleeping in a tent, or even if you're sleeping in the back of your truck and you're doing those long hikes throughout the day, one good thing to do is at the end of the day, when you crawl into your bunk, grab your jacket, if you, as long as your jacket's not soaked, grab whatever's dry that you don't have to warm up for the night or for the next morning stick it under your feet to elevate your feet a bit. It'll help pull. It'll help get all that inflammation out of your feet, help drain them and get new blood, which will allow, if your feet are less inflamed, it's going to allow more circulation for blood, new blood to get through there. And I felt that helps the coming days with fatigue. Well, that's a good one. Lots. That's yeah. good. To know. Yeah. Very interesting. Huh? What I about uh, toe socks? Oh man. I, I, I saw that, that toe socks. Yeah, yeah and- or nay. I've never tried them. I <laughs> looked them up and I burst out laughing. <laughs> My wife looked at me funny. <laughs> and I, I I was like, so can you tell me about these? <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I, I did a little read reading on them and uh, they, from what I read and correct. I don't know if you've ever worn them or not. <laughs> I've worn the water shoes that have those like that. And okay. I don't like the feeling of them. I hate the feeling of those. Like the, each individual yes yeah, and that's I don't like that when i saw those the first thing i thought of was okay maybe we'll give these a chance here and then i thought all the work gloves that i ever get there's always like a finger that's like an inch too long you know and i was just like 
what happens if we have funny feet? Like my second toe is longer than my big toe. So is that going to, you know, if, yeah, if those, if, if the toe holes don't actually fit properly, is that just going to throw off the rest of the food? Right. Right. Cause you don't want to fold. Like if you have a fold in your sock in your boot, that is, that leads to like a compression sore and those are brutal. And that's how I kind of look at them. So I'm not saying no to them, but I look at more of a chance of getting a fold over or something. I mean, you got five toes now with material wrapped around each one that could potentially fold up cause a blister or something. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm reading that they actually help prevent blisters. Yeah, they do. That's what I think the biggest benefit is. And that's what I think they're created for is to prevent, help prevent blisters. Now I've never, ever had a blister in between my toes from them rubbing together, but like yeah. I started playing hockey when I was four years old. So I was kind of used to that, but I like room in the toe box of my boot. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I same with uh, a pair of gloves in the wintertime. When you're wearing a pair of gloves, if you're wearing a mitten, your hand is going to stay warmer than it will in a four, five finger glove yes. or a four finger glove, I guess. So I kind of look at a toe sock would be the same principle as a four finger compared to a mitten where like, if you have room in your toe box for your feet to your toes to move around still, but they're not wrapped individually, yeah, they're going to stay warmer. That's the way I, wonder, I look at it anyway. I wonder if they'd have a bonus more in the warmer seasons, you know, like September, beginning of September and stuff. And it's like 25 degrees. Maybe the material might wick away some of the moisture from your toes rubbing. I'm in the Maybe. same boat as you though. I've never, ever yeah. had a blister. I'll have to get a pair and try them. Just to say I tried them. Maybe in September I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Like, yeah you can't really knock thing. it until you actually try them yourself. Yeah, maybe but... they're maybe they're kick ass. You never know. Maybe you'll be walking around with toe socks. Around toe socks and manicures just before September. <laughs> Pedicures and toe socks. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you never know. It's 2022 or whatever fucking year it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd actually be curious. I'm talking to some people. If anybody's listening and you've tried them, throw a comment or something on uh, the Instagram page or whatever. And yeah, let us know what you think. I've, I've honestly never met anybody that has had them. So I, I can't even tell you from other people's point of view. Yay or nay. Yeah. I, all I know is that they, they're meant to help um, prevent blisters. That's all I know. Um, that, 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 what, what kind of other questions we had there? Uh, Oh, I saw your... one. Go ahead. Oh, I saw one here that interested me. And for me, it's a it's a pretty easy question in my mind to answer. Uh, would you sacrifice your waterproofness for stealth, I guess, depending on the type of boot that you're wearing, uh, on a day hunt, knowing there's a fire at home where it's nice and warm? <laughs> and for me, it's absolutely not. <laughs> um, I can probably see maybe depending on where you're at or whatever in you know, North America, there's totally different, um, weather and stuff like that. But for me, having my feet dry means they're going to be warm for the most part. I'm going to dress that with the socks, but if my feet are wet, I'm done. I'm done. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's over before it even starts. If my feet get wet. Yeah. I think the fastest way to cut a hunt short is wet feet yeah. over anything. I mean, obviously wet core this is the number one that would create hypothermia, but wet feet. I mean, obviously everybody, everybody at some time in their life has had wet feet um, and it sucks. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you have, 
if you got well wet feet you're not being too stealthy doing anything except looking to get back to the vehicle to get home that's you're it. probably going to have a higher chance of getting blisters too let's face it if you got wet feet because stuff yeah. isn't moving around in your foot in your in your inside of your boot like it should yeah absolutely so and it, it comes down to like myself i don't buy like i bought boots i've had a lot of boots I've worn a lot of boots. I'm hard, but I'm hard on all equipment. Doesn't matter if it's packs, boots, like those set of crispies last me two years. The Loa's a year. You know what I mean? Like a pack will last me a year, two years at the most. So I'm just extremely hard on shit. But um, when it comes to boots, yeah, I think if you're if you're gonna go for a pair of boots anyway, just get a good one good set. And get like for me, I would say again, I would I would go for the insulated boot and then just dress down in this in the uh it, when it's a little warmer temperature. And the thing is, too, when it's super hot, you're generally not out hiking around. Do you know what I mean? Like when it's 32 yeah. degrees in the middle of the day in September, hopefully you're not. I mean, obviously, if you're you're if you got a back, uh, you're coming out heavy and you're heading back to the truck, obviously you're gonna be walking, but then you're gonna have such a shit eating grin on your face, you're not gonna be thinking about your boots too much. So you're just gonna be thinking about getting back to the truck. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that, that what else we have. Do you do you run a sock liner? No, I don't. I think the only thing that I've run, other than what I mentioned before, was back back in the day when I was on trail crew, I ran one of those uh double layered sock right. socks. Those are unbelievable one layer would wick away the the moisture and the other one would just be that comfort yeah um, those are amazing i don't know if that's about the closest thing that would come to to running a liner but i i don't i just no. kind of fit my boot and my feet to you know one or two different layers that i can put in there comfortably and that's it yeah and i'm a big proponent of wearing the right size boot so you're allowing a lot of blood circulation. If your blood's moving, your feet are going to be warm. So I don't, I generally, you know, that's my rule of thumb. I, I, and I don't get hot feet either. Like I don't, doesn't, my feet don't sweat and I, I, I burn pretty cold. So, but I know guys, I've gone hunting with guys who, you know, they sweat if it could be 20 below and they'll be sitting there sweating, right? They were just, they run hot. Uh, and I know guys that I've gone hunting with guys that they run, um, they'll run a sock liner. And what they do is they literally have a pair or two pairs in their pack and they're taking those sock liners off when we stop to glass and they're rinsing them out, the sweat out of them, putting a new pair on and then putting a wool sock, like a full wool over top of the liner just to keep the, yeah. And just to keep the, the moisture off your foot. Well, I guess if they work good like that is so, so are we talking more like uh, well, I remember actually I had them on the coast when we had met uh, those Bama socks, those Bama uh, booties, Bama booties, yeah, yeah, like like that, but Smaller. not not similar to that, but tight, like a sock liner, like you'd put it at, underneath. Those things are crazy how much water they would hold, and you could roll, dude, really dry. Yeah, like when I was fishing, that's all I would wear is the Bama booty. No socks, just put the Bama booty on, yeah, and then put my gum boots on, and my feet were warm and dry all the time. Oh yeah. Those things are freaking nuts. I don't know what they're made of, but they're, they're impressive wool and something else. I don't know, but they're awesome. That's pretty so cool. anywhere I wear, I wear those around camp. If I'm going to bring a set of boots, like if we're doing a wall tent, I'll wear them around. And I do, I just same thing, no socks underneath and I'll wear those and I'll hang my socks up, but I don't, I don't run a lot of socks anyway. So, but I don't, my feet yeah. don't sweat. So. Yeah. I guess that might just be an individual basis then. And if you're running hot, it might be an option, but if not, 
Yeah. They're probably just adding an extra layer that's probably unnecessary. Yeah. While we're on that sock uh, topic, it's a, we got a question here. What do you wear for socks on a three to 10 day hunting trip? Now that's quite the stretch three to 10. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess it depends too, as to where you're at. Like, cause if we're talking a backcountry trip, you're only going to bring so much too, because yeah. it's all weight and space. Whereas I can haul my trailer out into the back and I, I live in the back country pretty much. Yeah. It doesn't take long. I can take my trailer out there. I can bring my whole wardrobe and stick it in there. I have a new pair of socks every day. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. I guess it depends on the, really on the type the of hunt, hunt that you're going to do yeah. too. And the, and the person too. Now for me, average hunt, I guess for me would be, I think probably a five day hunt. I always shoot for five days. I try not to go any longer than that just because home life seems to fall apart if I'm gone longer for five days. So now that being said, obviously a hunt will turn into a little bit longer, but um, yeah, like last night, last year, the year before uh, we did the 10 day goat hunt and it just seemed, it was a little too long, a couple of days too long from the kids work, all that shit. So I try yeah. to shoot for like five to seven, you know what I mean? Like home on the seventh day, that seems yeah. to work for me and the family. So, but I mean, either way, it doesn't matter if I'm going on a three day hunt or uh, a seven day hunt, I'm running the same thing. And it doesn't matter if it's well, early is a little different because again, I'll just run a really thin, thin, like dress sock type yeah. sock just because I don't want my feet to get too hot, but I run two pairs of socks and that's pretty much it. Okay. So I'll have my sock every day. I swap out the socks. So in the tent, I'll have one set of socks hanging. And I'm wearing one. Yeah. And I'll have one set of socks hanging and I just rotate those socks. And that's pretty much how I am too. Uh, it can be that way too with even my camo and stuff like that. Like it's, I'm not, if, if something's wet on the outside or just needs a little more time, I'll just swap to my second set. And that, right. that's not so much back backpacking. Obviously I'm not bringing two sets in. Yeah. Um, that's more if I'm setting up a camp somewhere with my trailer, just as a home base. Yeah. I can yeah. rotate you know, two, two sets of that kind of stuff, but yeah. yeah and that's, the- yeah. And that's hunt specific. And I mean, like, let's be realistic. Like most of us, um, our hunts are going to be weekend hunts, right? Like yeah. even if we manage to get away for, even if we manage to get away from our busy lives to go for a hunt, it's going to be Friday after work, yeah. truck camp, right close to your truck. And then just that's your base camp hiking out. Right. Right. So if you have that, that ability to do that, then yeah, it's going to be different than if you're, if you're hauling into the back country. Yeah. So we should do a talk on that one day. Weekend warriors versus back country gurus. Yeah. Well, I mean, like realistically, I mean, it's, uh, that's, the, know, that's the average person. Yeah. Well, Nick and I talked about the, you know, how romanticized these, these backpack trips are. I mean, they're, they're great, but, uh, you know, um, obviously getting away from pressure is huge, but I'm going to tell you something with that stuff. I've been learning in Mark's course, blow your mind on e-scouting. I'm, wait, I'm waiting. I'm told yeah. I'm not allowed to buy anything right now until my birthday. Cause I keep buying my own presents. My wife gets mad. So yeah, I put did, that one on the list there that I, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but did you know on Google earth, there is a way. So on Google earth, you can set it up. So if you're at a glass, if you say, I want to get to this ridge and I want a glass from here, Google Earth will show you shaded areas of places you're going to see from that vantage point on no Google kidding. Earth. Yeah. 
It is nuts. Mark knows how to do. I don't know how that fucking guy figured all this stuff out, dude. This stuff I've been learning that. on there blows my mind. Like I didn't even know how to use Google. I thought like I thought I was good at Google Earth before. Like I, I had delusions of grandeur about that. I'm like, yeah, I know how to do this. And then oh yeah, then I just run this other app and gives me this, and I can figure it out. And then I look at a tote map. Yeah, I got it all down pat. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like I didn't. I I didn't even know how to open Google Earth properly. That's before. crazy. Oh yeah, wait. You take it, dude. You're gonna be like, oh. it blows me away that he just like how he he figured it all out. But yeah, there's so there's apps. There is a way to go on Google Earth, and it'll show you if I walk. We're sitting at this ridge line, and I want to glass to the opposite side. It'll show you shaded areas of where you can see from that place, and then you could be like, well, no, let's try this one, and you move the move the cursor over there, and you hit it, and be like, oh, okay, well, that's way better. Look at I can see all this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, insane. that's a oh, time dude. saver right there if you're out there. Dude. That's less time on your boots <laughs> and more time glassing. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Hey, there's a glassing question here too. Where was it? Uh, while we're on that, I, I kind of got off topic there, but I mean, like, the shit that guy has, is, it blows your mind. Absolutely. Um, how to keep your feet warm while glassing. Uh, for me, again, you know, insulated boots. Again, I think I go back to those insulated boots, loose fitting boots. Uh, to allow your, you know, proper blood, blood circulation. And the same thing, if you suffer from cold feet, try that, uh, that foil underneath your insole. It's going to yeah, make I a like big that. difference. Yeah. I like that. Um, and if you're sitting about- there and your boots are cold, yeah, just try loosening them. That'll give you a chance too. you can, you know, like if you have a real tight boot, you try to wiggle your toes to warm them up and it sucks. If you just loosen them and then try it. Yeah. Way better. That'd make a huge difference on top of that too. I wonder if, uh, I know for myself, if I, if I forget a pad for my butt or whatever, I'm hiking in, usually I've got something soft that I can sit on. If I know I'm going to be doing a bunch of glassing. Yeah. Glassing I find pads. myself too, if I'm sitting in a hard spot for a long time, especially later in the season where everything's frozen. Um, if I don't have something soft underneath, uh, I lose that circulation going down to my feet. Or if I have something just a little, a nice soft pad, doesn't have to be big, but just something to sit on. It just yeah. allows that circulation to keep moving down to my feet. And they don't yeah. go numb. Yeah, your glassing spot has to be. Yeah, well, your glassing spot has to be. It has to be comfortable because you're going to be sitting there for sure. Like I don't know, I don't want hemorrhoids, so I have a nice. I got one of those accordion style um, sleeping pads, and I just cut that off. And then eventually it wears out, and you just cut another couple of feet off. You get them at like Canadian Tire for cheap anywhere. Yeah. Amazon. Well, you're you're telling me about that. I'm going to try those this year. I've usually got those circle ones. Like no, me. these work good, dude. And you just lay them in your like so, like you just fold them up. You do like I do. It folds and it's an accordion style one. I cut three, three off. Yeah, folds tight, and I just, I just strap to the back of my pack. And nice thing is too is when you're, when you're breaking down an animal, you can use it as a kneeling pad too. Oh, and, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know if like anybody who's spent any time on their knees on the side of a mountain or anything, their knees start to hurt after a while. Yeah. And you haven't even started your pack or your yet. back. Well, and that's just it. And I don't like to hunch over it too much because that's just it is your back takes enough suffering on those trips. So interesting. Well, those are good ones. I'll have to remember those for sure. And I'm definitely going to get one of those accordion uh, pads there. I, yeah. And they're cheap too. That's I the nice like thing that. about those. You just go to Canadian tire or whatever. And it like, I don't think there's any difference between a good one and uh a bad one i mean they're going to wear out no matter what right you're sitting yeah. on it you're moving around and you're on gravel so it, you know you're ruffling around yeah no, so absolutely um 
I'm just crossing off these uh, questions we've already gone through. I had one here. It's kind of uh, going back into some of our colder weather stuff. Um, uh, some of the best boots for late season hunting when it's getting cold. Okay. Uh, yeah. Best boot for late season that gives you warmth and good support and steep terrain. I guess it really comes down to what your definition of cold is too. Cause if you're up in Northern Alberta or something like that, or Northern Saskatchewan and versus, you know, the Midwest of the United States, it's probably a big difference in, in temperature. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking you probably need, if you're in some cold, cold weather, I'm going to guess you're probably going to need like a 800 or 900 insulate boot. If that's going to be your thing. Um, I don't know. At the same time, it's like we said before, just finding that right size boot too, that has a medium insulate and wearing some slightly warmer socks that'll fit also help. But I guess it just depends on how cold you're going and what you're doing. Like you're doing yeah. a goat hunt, late season goat hunt or something like that. That's probably going to be a totally different style boot than what I'm going to wear down lower in the wetlands where, you know, everything's slowly migrating downwards. Yeah. So uh, yeah, again, you know, like with, you know, for the steep terrain, you're going to find like myself personally, I find that the stiffer sole rubber banded boots, but like all my boots are rubber banded. I don't, I, I, once I went to a rubber banded boot, I, I never switched off that. Um, now the, the, the harder sole boots are going to help you in that steep terrain. Um, yeah. now it's just a matter of, I think it's a matter of finding the proper fitting boot again and, you know, going with an insulated boot, proper sock, wearing proper socks. And, um, you know, I think those lowest, they would have been better if they were a little wider. Okay. More like the Krispies, like the Krispies. Have you ever worn Krispies? No, I was thinking about it. That was something because this year I figured I was going to make the switch, but then I got the AKUs, but Krispies. Yeah. yeah it was, I was contemplating them because I've, I've heard lots of people wearing them. I've heard lots of good things about them. Yeah. The, the thing I found about Krispies is they're like, almost zero breaking time like pretty much off the shelf broken in nice. and they're rockered too eh really so they got a rockered sole on them so you'll notice the difference they're yeah they they've got a rocker and it, it actually it's pretty surprising it it uh it helps your calves out by not by just having that little bit of rocker so if you you know if you're not doing again if you're not doing your your uh training and you have yeah. a you know tend to have weaker calves that rocker is going to help you okay. um mine i just found uh they just didn't i just blew them out they're not like they're not they're not as stiff as the loas um so i just i yeah i blew them out right away but again like i, I said i'm hard on shit so yeah yeah um, yeah I, I haven't had to try so i can't see firsthand um, yeah and like those akus i wore uh, and oh, and another other thing too is if you're running, if you're doing a, a late season hunt, like a late season goat hunter, you're you're chasing whitetails in some rugged terrain, and you're going to be wearing, or you're you're doing like cat hunting and stuff, or wolves and stuff, uh, and you're going to be wearing crampons. You're going to find a crampon feels a lot better and is a lot more effective if you're using a stiffer sole boot. That makes sense because that way, if it's stiff, it's digging into the ice. It's not digging into the sole of your shoe. If you've got yeah. a soft sole, you're going to notice that. That was one of the things I noticed with the AKU boots is like compared to like the Loas or the Krispies, when you push down on them and you're wearing crampons, you get that bite in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the crampons I was wearing like on that goat hunt, they got like 
one and a half inch teeth on them. So yeah, it all depends, but yeah. Gotcha there. Have you, have you, or do you know anybody that's, I've heard also a lot about, uh, well, Zamberland, Zamber, Zamberland. Yeah. Um, my wife, I bought a, my, my wife, a pair of those. Yeah. What did she think? Uh, they're great off the shelf, feel really comfortable in the store, warm out. And they suck. Oh, really? Yeah. Like really ankle pain. Like, you know, the back heel, upper heel. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. Pain in there. About. Yeah. Pain in that there. Sucks. Yeah. And they were like 300 some dollar boots too. Yeah. I heard good things about them, but yeah, that's, that's too bad. Yeah. And again, I mean, it could, they could be great for some people. Yeah. Just but didn't work for, for hunting. I, I've never known anybody to wear them for hunting. I think the rubber banded boots is pretty much like the most popular now, just because you it does fuck man. You can kick rocks. Like if you look at these crispies, I got like the leather on them is like the leather, like the rubber band is still intact. You could see where it's, it's hit some rocks and stuff, but you yeah. go up to the leather and it's cut it's scratched. It's just haggard. Right. But yeah. the rubber band, it's still, you know, it's pretty good for the most part. So it just, that's impressive then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it comes down to, I know we had another question too, for people who are on budgets and stuff, if there was any specific brands or anything like that. that yeah, there was, uh, I, I, your buck. yeah, you know, and I had, I, again, I've had lots of boots. Um, so I, I kind of went through pricing on three boots that I've worn in the past. Yeah. So, um, I came up with, uh, the Irish setter. Yeah the vape tracks waterproof hunting boots those go on for they're around 170 to 250 on amazon now i i got three prices here for three boots three different pricing i just took it off amazon because whether you're listening to this in the states which surprisingly more we have more listeners in the states than we do in canada which is kind of odd that is odd (laughs) yeah thanks appreciate it yeah absolutely so 170 to 250 for those ones. Now I wore these boots again, um, but they're not leather. They're the mesh style. Do you okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Super light, like crazy light. Um, they breathe. They're great for like breathing. They'd be a, like a great, great, like September boot where you're not worried about water. Yeah. Um, they had, what do they also have? Oh yeah. They had that built in scent band technology. So I think if you're like, if, Again, like, I don't know, like, are you, are you just going one pair of boots? Cause if I got, if I was going one pair of boots, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going with a mesh style boot. I'd want something that was waterproof 100%. And even if they say waterproof on them, cause I always look at it as that waterproofing is probably going to come out at some point. Yeah. And then you're going to be stuck with just mesh and the water's just going to come right in there. And then you're just going to have problems again. And you're going to be kicking yourself for not getting just a slight saving up a little more for that uh, solid leather boot or whatever it is. Yeah. And it comes down to like, I use the, I put that weather, uh, that spray weather or waterproofing on them yeah. and it helped, but again, it wore off. And like I found too, is like um, I packed a mule deer out, a big mule deer out with those things. And I blew a hole in the side of them. Both really? boots. Yeah. So, but they're really light. They're lightweight construction, really light. They're not leather. So yeah, I literally blur, blew two holes, one in each boot on each side. So um, that's one thing to think about. Now, I also had this other pair of boots, the eight fans. I don't know if you heard about them. They were a, a heavier gram insulated boot. 
So those go for around 220 to 260. I just looked those up again on Amazon. These were pretty good. I mean, that's when I kind of got, these were kind of like my transition into a more leather style waterproof boot. Um, They were, you know, they, they, they weren't leather, but they're mostly leather. Like they weren't the fully leather, like the AKU and, you know, the other boots, but they were breathable, warm. They were 800 grams. Um, and they were good. They had, they were lightweight. Um, again, the thing about lightweight is if you're doing heavy packs, doing a lot of hunting, it's just, it's not going to hold up. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. But they were good. And, um, I had a pair of hunt, right. Uh, boots. They were, I bought these boots. I still have them in my closet. I bought these boots for late season hunting. They're 1200 grams. Um, waterproof, heavy boots, really heavy and stiff like hockey yeah. skate stiff holy smokes yeah and it took a long time they're still not broken in um <laughs> wow so um yeah that but again you know it comes down to and i those boots were around uh, i just looked those up on amazon too and they're 150 to 220 it comes down to the thing as i learned with boots it's like optics at the beginning and everybody does it when they get into hunting um you're gonna buy boots you're going to blow them out. You're going to buy a little bit better boots, spend a little bit more money, and then you're going to buy a good pair of boots. Yeah. Just because you're like, well, I just can't justify spending $400 on a set of boots. But even though you're going to spend 600 on three sets of boots just yeah. to get to the $400 set of boots. And like you mentioned, warranty. Start looking at warranty for boots. Yeah. It's a big yeah, thing. A lot of them are good if they break apart and, you know, even a lot of them I think have like even up to a year's warranty. If there's like some kind of manufacturer's defect, like it's not, yeah. Obviously it's just, you know, your general wear and tear or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look, I'm going to look into um, warranties for boots, the best warranties. And I'm going to put it in the show notes of this show who has the best warranty. And the thing is for me, if I'm going to, if, if I had a choice of spending $700 on a pair of boots that had a lifetime warranty, and three hundred dollars on a set of boots that didn't. I'm going to go with a seven hundred dollar pair of boots. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I'll look into that. Um, what else do we have? There's a couple other questions we have. We'll just rip through really quick here. Uh, oh. uh, well, these ones are kind of just um, mid height, full height boots. I, again, that's just individual. Um, myself, I like the lower boot. Um, I think I'm you? an eight. I'm a, I like an eight inch boot myself. Eight, what are those AKUs you have? Those are around the same eight or nine. Yeah, those are eights. Yeah. So they're not the super tall ones. They're just yeah, kind of that the medium. mid. So I guess it's low mid and then you get like the really high ones. I don't yeah. like those ones. Um, I, I find those ones dig into my calves, the high ones. Yeah. That's the only reason I don't like them. Yeah. I've, I've worn those before. And then I had like a red rash around the middle of my calf and it drove me oh, fucking okay. nuts. Yeah. And oh, uh, what are the question? How can I get? the smell out of my hunting boots, um, baking soda. Yeah. Um, rinse your boots out, get all the dirt out of them, put a whole bunch of baking soda in them, let them sit. Um, and then just another good one out. too. It kind of, it's the same as hockey skates. I, I just always bring it back. Stinky hockey skates, pull your insoles out if you can. Yeah. When you're drying them at night, if you're done, if you're at home and it gets all that it, it dries it out properly instead of it trapping a little bit of moisture like your feet might come out dry but there's still condensation in there especially if you've been walking and it's warmer out yeah um, it'll help just completely dry out the inside of that boot yeah for sure i do that every night too like when i get into my bunk i pull the insoles out yeah 
Yeah, I think that we should wrap her up, eh, buddy? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, thanks a lot. Hey, man, we'll talk soon. You betcha. Okay, I want to thank everyone again for tuning in to another episode of the Focus Hunting Podcast, which is coming at you as part of the Waypoint Outdoors Collective. This episode of the Focus Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Vortex Optics, the best in optics period, Backroads Maps, never get lost with Backroads Maps, and AKU Boots, you owe it to your feet. A quick shout out to Howl for Wildlife, if you guys are not familiar with Howl for Wildlife, make sure you head on over to howlforwildlife.org, become a member, doesn't cost you anything, they've got tons of great stuff going on and uh, we're going to be working with them getting some Canadian issues put on their uh, platform. Thanks again everybody.